at the same time, we're, we're standing there and we're staring at the sign. And the sign says how it's, uh, you know, bringing drugs over, you know, over the borders, illegal, punishable by death. We're like, okay, wait a minute. Punishable by death. That, that's a lightning bolt for a P. Huh? <laughs> that's a lightning bolt, right? Like, they're like, yeah, that, that's Harry Potter font. They literally took the Harry Potter font and they're using this as their marquee for the death pill. Like, what? Hello, and welcome to another Dead Pixel, a podcast about anime, games, life, everything in between, and. You know, occasionally we'll uh, actually talk about something meaningful. Uh, I'm your host today, Don't count on Joseph, and uh, this is episode 28. Uh, we're recording this on October 7th. This will usually come out on the Saturday after, so hopefully the 8th, uh, God willing, or uh, maybe uh, if my co-host here uh, gets his act together, uh, the guy who always likes to, you know, burn things uh he likes to you know he, he sometimes he'll go ahead and you know set a little fire here or there don't object. tell his dad that it was him that you know burnt down the garage i'm gonna uh, have to object to that on legal grounds <laughs> allegedly burn things allegedly uh, there you go there you go allegedly uh my buddy nick how are you doing, Nick? Doing good. Uh, yeah, my back is really sore uh, from carrying this podcast. So, you know, I just uh, need some extra time on Saturday to uh, get it together. <laughs> but He's um, carrying the kerosene, which allegedly <laughs> might have burnt down his um, father's garage. Kerosene, I mean, it really, it really lights. Um, you know, but if you want to really make a big show, you use gasoline. Because gasoline explodes. And that's always fun. For everybody involved, but yeah, um, yeah, I should be able to get it out. I should be able to get it out by tomorrow, tomorrow afternoon, tomorrow evening. Um, not that anybody's. You haven't watching. really killed us yet, so well, there's one time, but we don't hold that against you. So I think I probably had a good reason, uh, but yeah. I, anyway, otherwise, I'm doing, I'm doing okay. I'm excited to talk about video games and the news and anime. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, well, nothing else happening to you over this last couple of weeks. You seem like you had something planned, but it seemed like it fell through. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, but, but I tried. I'm searching my brain. I don't know if you're just fucking with me or what. I'm just fucking with you, dude. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's one of those nights, man. It's been a long, long couple of weeks. Uh, well, yeah. I, I mean, I will say that since our last, uh, cast uh university of arkansas razorback football team has lost twice one in a, in a barn burner uh to texas a&m which sucked and then we got uh beat real bad against alabama which we knew was coming but uh right we, we lost our quarterback in that one so now um we're probably gonna lose tomorrow's game too so uh i'm not having a great time there uh, I but, thought that Alabama game was further back than just this last bit. Okay, wow. Like I said, I'm really off with time right now. It's. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't, but I don't blame you. Like I kind of watched it. I took a nap during it when we started to lose pretty bad, and woke up and we were doing a little, a little bit better. But it, it it doesn't matter to a video game podcast. But it has definitely, um, man. We were doing so good at the beginning of the season, and it was all about these two games, especially the NM game, and we should have won that. But. 
who fucking cares? Because this is a video game podcast, so uh, we can just skip right along and not think about football anymore. <laughs> All right. Well, let's avoid those uh, sore topics for Nick there. And yeah, so you pulled some uh, some news that you'd like to talk about, what you thought was important. Uh, so tell us, what do you think is important? Um, a couple things. Uh, first thing, Stadia died. Do you remember Stadia? It was that uh, Google, uh, from Google, uh, what do you call it? Uh, like virtual gaming cloud service. Yep. Uh, just like many others before it, uh, Gaikai is the most relevant one that I could remember. Uh, yeah, that those things never really re- uh, work out too well. Like everyone knew that it was going to die whenever it came out. And everybody put their best foot forward. I don't know if you were listening to the podcast, but I remember, uh, I think it, I think I was in Hawaii still and they were like, Hey, we're going to give it a try. And Google doesn't hold on to anything, uh, and doesn't really, you know, go the extra mile for anything that it actually believes in, or we can even tell if it believes in. And, uh, so it's probably going to die in a year or two, but maybe, maybe not. Let's see what it's like. And everybody tested it out and it was it was okay but it didn't have any games and lo and behold who could have guessed now it's dead yeah they actually um took a lot longer than expected to be honest uh so i think a lot of the problems was the messaging across the board everyone expected in their mind that it should come out as a um like a game pass situation or some sort of the netflix of video games and they're like okay uh you're gonna have you know, you'll, the things that you're going to be paying for is essentially just like Netflix. You've got your standard definition or your HD, you know, equivalent, your 4K. So that's, you know, uh, what a lot of people were expecting. But they're like, no, dude, dude you got to pay for these games individually. And then you technically own them, but you still have to be signed online. And lo and behold, the system goes, is now going to be erased and you don't own anything. Um, now, for what it's worth, they... Uh, you know, despite taking all your stuff away and you, you're not getting to play anything, they're at least giving everyone a full refund. Um, and that's something, you know, that's, you know, it's granted it's Google. They can afford to do that, but you know, to, to be refunding people, uh, that's at least a, a good sign. Uh, you know, it's a good way to step out at, you know, not pissing everyone off. Uh, but yeah, I think the biggest, uh, news article was, Oh goodness, uh, I forgot. I forget who did it. it was either Kotaku or uh, Polygon, but they talked about how uh, someone played like Red Dead for. I was gonna uh, bring this up. Hundred something hours. I think it was like six. And... I think it was like six thousand hours. Oh really? Was I think it, it was, was ridiculous when you think about that number. I think it was like six thousand hours. Yeah, and so he they they tried pleading with Rockstar to uh you know to let their uh, count carry over. Uh, and I, one of the top comments was, uh, the best thing Rockstar can do is ignore that plea and let the, and not let the person carry over their stuff what? so they can stop playing. Oh yeah. Just like, just like cut their addiction off. Like, like we're doing this, yeah. we're doing this for your own good boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, so I, I didn't know all that I though. I just kind of saw that it had died. Steady had died, but, uh, I didn't know that they were issuing refunds. Um, that shows exactly how much research I did into this uh, topic before we started the podcast. 
So you're saying that they're, what are they re- issuing like a month, two months or the whole thing? Did, or do you know? Um, the, the general, uh, general things I've been hearing is just issuing refunds uh, as a whole. So um, I was assuming for the, con- for the unit, the ba- at least the middle of the units themselves, if not refunding them games as well, um, the games might be a little difficult, but at least issuing refunds for the unit is what I was my understanding. Uh, this was always such but, a weird thing to me. It's like, I like why sink all this money and time into this. I mean, I, I guess maybe it's, maybe it actually costs a lot less uh, across the board, time, money, all that stuff than we think it does. And so they're like, well, this is a big gamble and it doesn't actually cost that much for us to give it a start. And if it catches fire, then we can dump a bunch into it and it'll be great. But if it fails, then we really haven't lost that much. Like, it just seems like they're doing like a shot in the dark with this. Uh, And if it hit, then yay. And they make a bunch of money. But if, if it didn't hit, then they were not really out that much. That's the only thing that makes any kind of sense to me. Cause otherwise it's like, why, why do all this? Why put all of this pomp and circumstance around it and years of somebody apparently assume presumably working on it just to let it die? Well, I mean, it was, they made an honest, uh, attempt is what it was and i mean granted if if i remember if i'm remembering correctly uh, you know the, all the games had to use this weird like uh weird version of linux you know to actually get uh, you know up and running yeah and so not all games so developers had to then go ahead and uh you know program or you know rewrite things for that so you know if if you're a big company you might already have a linux version so you can just tweak that but other people you know, trying to get more um, coverage, you know, notoriety for their game. They went ahead, they had to actually do a lot of that code from scratch. And a lot of people, oh, not a lot of people, there was, there's a handful of people that mentioned like, yeah, we're here sitting here developing for this thing uh, and spending time and man hours. And we found out about this cancellation when everyone else in the world did, you know, <laughs> and I'm like that uh, would be a slap in the face for sure. That sucks. Um, I mean, you know, so I, I I think the only service doing this now is uh, Luna is you know is the Amazon equivalent. Okay. Um, I mean that's the one you, you know you buy the controller and it's supposed to do relatively you know, something. I'm I'm never I'm not actually a big fan of streaming games. Uh, I wasn't a fan of how PlayStation now or, uh now does it either. Uh, the idea of being able to you know to download it and then have it that's great. That way you don't have to be reliant on your uh you know your signal, whether or not you're connected Wi-Fi, wired, or just what your whatever your bandwidth is. So Yeah, I, I tried uh PlayStation Now one time and it was not really playable. Uh it, it, I mean on the like if I was stuck in a bunker underground uh with nothing else to do, then yeah, you could call it playable, but it was not really any kind of enjoyable. So I was like, nah, I'm not going to spring for this. Um, so, yeah, so yeah, like some kind of download. I mean, heck, even downloading the game in pieces, if they could do that, it's like, well, we're going to gate you so you can't, you know, steal the whole game or, or whatever. We're just going to let you download it in pieces. That might be an idea. I don't know if anybody's uh, thought of that or if there, what kind of problems there are with that. I'm sure there's something wrong with it. Um, I was going to say, it couldn't be an open world game. Uh, you'd have to go back to old school level design. That's true. Uh, like literally hardcore, like 
um, Mega Man levels or something like that, where you're like, yeah, you can just download these, these, you know, piecemeal. It's like smaller games. Some... Yeah. Yeah, but when even something like God of War, it's even sectioned off. But you know, because you have the ability to travel back to those places, then you come into those issues. Yeah, um, I'm, I, I, yeah, I, I think you're onto something though. I think there is something we could do, or that they could do about about it, where you download, so you're not you're not totally reliant on a constant bandwidth connection that's sucking up your bandwidth. That's so many people have to deal with as it is. It's like you guys were going to pass, you know, you guys were going to try to do this when so many people have bandwidth caps and can't really do anything, you know, about that and aren't going to want to spend, you know, like all of their, all of their, uh, bandwidth, you know, downloading a game that they can do something, play some other way. So, well, so that's, you know, uh, that's kind of like the trade-off in theory is like, well, if you're only streaming a port part of it, you know, you don't have to necessarily download the entire thing. You know, you may only be, you know, if you're only going to be playing, uh, two hours of a 20 hour game, you know, it's like you'll, you might be using, uh, you know, you'd be using less data that way. Uh, but on the other side of that is like, well, if it's a long Epic game, uh, and you want, you know, it's like, it'd be easier for you just to download the whole thing uh, and then just have it do a, a authenticator. You know, every every time you log in, just send a ping a signal, being like, "Yep, this is you're currently connected. Yes, your subscription is valid, or something like that." And you know, continue on. Um, Netflix does that, or at least they did. I haven't done it for a long time on mobile. Uh, so you were able to download ep episodes of TV shows and movies onto tablets. And I remember doing that with my uh, with my iPad back in the day. And yeah, it was nice because you can go on an airplane then, and then you have a list. And I think it was good for like a week. So yeah. if you didn't sign back on, everything would then just, uh, it would block you out after a week. Yeah. Yeah. So there's answers to this. It's just, it's just uh, whether or not they, they want to do anything about it or there's demand for it, I guess. But yeah. yeah. Everything falls down the piracy rabbit hole, essentially, is everyone's afraid that, you know, they're going to somehow, you know, rework it. So when you download it, you're like, you just send a fake signal or something, or you can spoof something to, you know, so that you're, you're keeping it. I think that's mostly what they're worried about. Yeah, but the pirates already got it. So I don't Pretty know much. what they're worried about. All right. And so this next bit, um, you know, it's like, it was just a little bit of news uh, that came out. Uh, well, it's, you know, it's uh, recently there's been a, uh, you know, some leaks of new PlayStation games uh, coming out to PC. So uh, most people already knew about, you know, like, for example, uh, some images from uh, Miles Morales coming out. Well, that was inevitable. I think it's actually slated for uh, fall mm -hmm. uh, or like the, I think it's December is when it was slated for originally. And they just recently talked about uh, they some picks showed up for Sackboy and Returnal. Uh, Sackboy, uh, I can take it or leave it. But the Returnal stuff is kind of neat because they showed some menu options. So uh, essentially showing that it's going to have some ray tracing features and some other uh, nice um, caveats. You know, just kind of showing that mm, PlayStation's maybe putting a little more effort into some of these PC ports. And it'll be nice to be able to, uh, if you have a good enough PC, to play on higher-end hardware. Uh, you know, uh, PlayStation's been kind of late to the game when it comes to uh, bringing things to the PC. Uh, but now that they're starting to, I think a lot more people are going to really have a good time with that. Uh, even if it's a uh, timed exclusivity for like the console, right? 
you know, it's like, hey, keep it for a year after year. We're going to release it onto the PC. I'm like, that's okay. I know a lot of PC people would be glad to wait. And those who have to have it, you know, now uh, will still have their PlayStations. Uh, for me, I'm currently waiting for uh, waiting for those new models of PlayStations, uh, hopefully a larger hard drive and a uh, slimmer console. And that's what I'm hoping for before I buy my PlayStation 5. So. Yeah. 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 Uh... This uh PC Sackboy, I mean that's like little that's like little big planet, right? Uh same character. Um different, you know, a little different style from the gameplay from what I've seen. I haven't actually played it since I don't have the PS5. Uh but yeah, it's you know, Sackboy is the main um you know, main character of the little big planet games. And those have always been really fun. Uh just little platformers, a lot of open sandbox creativity. Yeah. So I yeah. played I played the first one back in college. Uh it was one of the few games that I had for PlayStation three and I uh, really liked that game. It was, uh, it was very cute. It was very smart. Uh, it had a really cool like level builder. Um, I know this is kind of going off, but I just have to like talk about it. I built in that game. I tried to build a, um, like a, like a plane essentially, or like a, like an Osprey sort of helicopter sort of thing. Um, and using the tools they had and like with the rock, like rocket boosters and where you could like grab different parts, uh, to make it go up or down. And I got, I got pretty close, but I could never get it to, to operate properly. Um, but it was, it was really fun to try. It was really fun to try. And people made some really great levels, even in that early one. I'm sure they made even better ones later on. Um, Returnal was a game that I did want to play. Uh, back when it came out, uh, I'm a little bit less enthusiastic about it now, but, but, uh, and I have a PS five, so I can, I can play it on that too. Um, but it's good that it's coming over. I think, uh, Sony is going to, it's going to become a little bit more amenable because they see that's the way that everything is going now. They sort of have to, uh, get on the bandwagon a little bit, um, or else they're going to get left behind. Totally. They don't want to be caught totally off guard if uh, there is a big sea change, and uh, and Xbox takes the lead in, in that front, so um, it's good. I, I think that they it's good that they're coming around. At least shows that they're not totally arrogant, that they are thinking about the consumer a little bit. So that's cool. But uh, you're right; it's yeah. going to take some pretty beefy hardware to run that. Well, the thing is, uh, Returnal had I was interested in that because they just announced, or they had a little while ago, they talked about a uh, two-player, uh, you know, the co-op in that game, and that seemed like it was going to be really interesting. Uh, it's Housemark, and they do a lot of just fun arcade games. Uh, the, all the old arcade shooters that were really popular in uh, PS3, PS4, yeah. like Super Stardust, um, that was one of the biggest ones that uh, I come come off the top of my head. I know they did like Next Machina, which is a third person top down isometric, you know, isometric like twin stick. They did a couple of those. They did Resogun, which was the PS4 um launch, one of, I think it was a launch game, mm -hmm. and that one like people just went mad for. It was just, you know, uh so yeah, they when they did, came out with this, they, there was a little change, uh, you know, change to their formula. All their other stuff was really simple. Uh, really good, really addicting, but like this kind of changed up. It was still a bullet hell, uh, but from you know this third person viewpoint, and yeah, it looked really good. It had a neat sci-fi theme that you know seemed really interesting. 
Uh, so it's coming out to PC or it's, you know, or when it does, they just need to, you know, give us a date and I'll be super happy for that. Uh, yeah. And good. then kind of, I mentioned it a little bit before, uh, the, uh, changing of, um, uh, uh, the, you know, uh, PlayStation, uh, models. So apparently, uh, they had a die shrink, uh, just, um, just recently and went from seven to six nanometers, uh, for the, uh, the processor. And, apparently it's drawing just a little less power um and there's just some minor internal changes but it doesn't seem to be big enough to warrant actually getting a a proper you know slim version so you know hopefully uh it's one step in the right direction i guess but uh not not even not all the locations only some some spots in the in the world currently have uh this new model coming out so it's you know but as um as technology progresses, things get cheaper. Uh, you know, it's it's one of those things that they'll uh, they'll most definitely shrink it down. But yeah, I'm just I just don't want that giant giant PS5, <laughs> dude. Like, it is um, big. It is big and bold, and it's like white, so it's very bright. Um, any kind of light it catches and and reflects. It doesn't bother me, uh, but but like I I do respect the Series X for being a very compact simple very you can put stuff on it you can do whatever you want with it because the 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 ps5 is just this behemoth of a thing uh yeah i like the industrial look of the uh the xbox uh it's just you know it's the playstation it's like it's it's a cool thing of like hey you went for a like a futuristic design like you really wanted to change it up i'm like that's cool that you did that now give me a different option (laughs) <laughs> yeah what I want. yeah i mean a slim you know when, when a slim does come out they might they might have baked in a lot of sales uh for the slim just a lot of people are going to be like man if i could get if i could get a, a ps5 that or, or or a 5.5 whatever the pro is if i could get one that's just a little smaller or has more of a ergonomic you know design that's not ridiculously sticking out in my living room uh, something that I can lie flat without needing a stand for. Yeah, I mean, they give you some. I mean, you can ha- you. They give you a stand to put on either way. Uh, they're like, you need to put it on this stand, whether or not you you have it or not. And it's like, it's just, you know, it's like it's clearly not made to be laid down. You know, it's not, or they don't want you to lay it down. Um, as far as the outside design, it's 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 just a it's a it's pretty it's a pretty machine. But it could have been done differently, and it would have been fine, I think. All right. What else you got for us on the news front? Going to get kind of serious here. Uh, this is a little bit old news um, as far as when it actually happened. But it only happened, but uh, I only heard about it, at least read about it, uh, back a few days ago. Uh, uh, Kadokawa, chairman, so... The chairman of, uh, of of Kadokawa, who is the um, Kadokawa, is a kind of parent company to Square Enix. Um, and if you watch anime at all, you've definitely seen that name. Um, the chairman of that company, uh, named Tsugihiko uh, Kadokawa, he has been charged uh, with bribing a member of the Tokyo Olympics organizing committee with uh, 69 million yen, uh, the equivalent of about 
476,000 uh, US dollars. And uh, this happened back in September. I think he was arrested on September 14th. And it's only just now coming out. So I guess uh, the arrest and everything was done rather quietly. Um, and if you, you'll notice that uh, his name matches the name of the company and he's the chairman. So uh, pretty high profile uh, arrest there. I'm kind of surprised more people aren't talking about it. Also kind of strange because it's like if you if you're chairman of this company, I don't know about all of their their salaries, but I would imagine his salary would, would be pretty, pretty pronounced, pretty large. Uh, so much so that even half a million U.S. dollars seems like a pretty big, pretty big risk for just half a million. But he might have been taking a lot of bribes or or bribing a lot of people. Um, and it may not have, uh, this may just be the one that we're hearing about. There might, there might be more, but, uh, I thought that was pretty wild, uh, that, uh, somebody so high up would be arrested on suspicion of bribery. I don't know. Japan is still very much a, um, uh, an old school, uh, landscape when it comes to bribery politics. It's like. I feel that it's still very underhanded in a lot of ways where it's like, Hey, um, why don't you accept this gift from my family? Uh, it's a nice cake or a pie. Ch you check underneath the the tin, you know? Yeah. Gift giving is definitely a bigger yeah. deal in Japan than it is, uh, in other parts of the world. It's more a part of the culture. Yeah. And so I, you know, I mean, heck, you know, they they love that key money system when you're renting an apartment. It's Don't just an extra money. You just like, Don't. hey, thanks for letting me rent this apartment. Let me just give you this little extra on top. I'm not going to get it back, and I'm I'm literally forced to give it to you when I sign in. But you know, here's here's a gift from me to you. So um, let's not get started on key money, dude. I don't want to get started on key money. Yeah. Oh. Anyways, yeah. Uh, uh, Japan always felt it always felt like there was a lot Which, of crookedness going on with their politics that was like open but like also very much blatantly like ignored. Which uh, to me kind of begs the question like who did he make mad? You know, cuz if it's sort of uh the the uh business as usual as you're kind of saying then who did he make mad for them to tell uh uh for them to tell on him? Either Either he didn't, he either he got mad, they got him mad, or my thought was, uh, he just was sloppy and got caught. There's a difference, you know. Um, and now if if you were able to do it and not get caught, they, yeah, that's the problem. Someone else, you know, probably just found out in one way or another. The other the recipient was, you know, they don't talk about the recipient. They don't exactly talk about, or uh, from what I, what I little I've seen about this article, there wasn't a whole lot of discussion about uh, the extent of the bribery claims. Yeah. Um, you know, was it because I mean we America has gotten caught for bribery as well. I think it was the uh, Salt Lake City games uh, for bribery for just getting the games hosted in Salt Lake City. Um, yeah, it's it's a dirty little secret, but uh, the Olympics and uh, especially FIFA, uh, the FIFA World Cup, it, it's it's a it's a corrupt system to get uh, the games hosted in your country. Which is why uh, the the FIFA World Cup is being held in Qatar uh, this year. Uh, back that I mean, back when they won that like ten years ago or whatever, uh, I, I was uh, I was watching ESPN and they were like, "There's no way that Qatar can host 
the World Cup. It's it doesn't have the facilities, uh, and everyone was like, "Well, this is clearly corruption and, and bribes and and uh, underhanded uh, payments." So yeah, like so it, it just uh, it doesn't really surprise me that it was part of the that it's part of the Olympics committee that uh, which is what was being bribed because like you're saying like Salt Lake City there was you know U.S. bribing going on there so it just it seems like it's par for the course but I kind of wonder if that might be also the K uh, part of the issue is that it was in an international situation and maybe certain people were watching uh, for something nefarious to go on and they just caught him yeah it's you know it's you know it's kind of that way been for a long time I mean uh, also very much proven that the Olympics and uh, World Cup actually do more harm than good uh, to the locations that they that host them because it's like the amount of I you know like the ideal is like oh people will come in yes like it'll create jobs because we got to build the right facilities and then people will come in and we get the tourist money they'll like it they'll tell their friends people will see it on TV and then more people will come and it'll be wonderful we'll continue to get a, a influx of um, of people uh, for you know uh, for tourism. And that's usually not the case. Uh, when Brazil hosted both uh, the World Cup and uh, you know the Olympics, uh, they literally killed a bunch of people uh, trying to build the facilities fast enough. Oh, like, I think I did hear about they that. Were, the, the working conditions were so bad that, like, you know, uh, and it was most definitely not ready in time for the Olympics. And yeah, it was just it was just a shit I mean, show all around. Like Sochi was a shitbag disaster. <laughs> I mean that was like that was like epic proportions of uh of disaster and they still managed to pull a lot of it I mean to to pull it off like a lot of the actual you know events like went off I think without too much of a hitch but the living facilities for the a lot of the athletes and stuff were pretty atrocious uh so yeah it's it's a big giant you know it's it, like it's it's kind of a a farce for them to put on a for them to put on a, a presentation uh, because, you know, the first world countries are going to win it, you know, like all the time, London, United States. Um, there's so many, like there's so many, there's so much better facilities and prepared uh, preparedness for those kind of things. And in, in, uh, in the Western world that it's kind of hard to, to say that it shouldn't be there every time, but, you know, it is what it is. But anyway, I thought that was pretty. Uh, I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, but there's, but uh, I also kind of thought it was. I also thought it was interesting how it just kind of was under the radar, and it's pretty much already happened. But I guess that's due to him being a pretty a pretty big time person. I imagine they just paid for it to go away for the most part. Well, I was gonna say Japan likes to keep every all their stuff hush, anyways. Uh, anytime there's a scandal of any sorts, they're just like, all right, let's quickly move along. Yes, the tabloids get a hold of it for a hot minute, but then they just kind of uh, quickly, here's the next thing, you know, like the, the attention span, they don't linger on much for long. Um, and if it's really bad, they'll just, you know, try to wipe all history of said person. I mean, oh, yeah, if it's like, that, if it's for, drugs, yeah. For, yeah, for, yeah, for that, uh, the judgment uh, game where it was the Johnny's member. Uh, the Japanese idol, uh, you know, 
pop idol he got caught with cocaine and then they're like we're we're wiping him from his character from this game and we're expunging all of his cds and anything his band him and his band were in they're all gone now uh he never existed that is just that is just the most baffling cultural thing the difference i just don't understand it i mean like cocaine is really bad but like to nuke someone's entire life uh is just is just wild to me but i mean it's not like he was dealing yeah well okay playing devil's advocate well if you know that's what's going to happen then maybe you just won't do it, huh? How about that? You know, if it's that bad, if you know, it's like, especially if you're in the industry, you're like, hmm. It's just like, imagine if 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 you had that kind of um, retaliation towards Hollywood. I mean, a we wouldn't have we'd have whole all new fre- fresh faces, but maybe the stuff wouldn't have gone to the extreme of you, you know, having uh, actors, you know, for you know years and decades getting away with some of the stuff they've gotten away with it which is even worse right because hey they just got nuked for the small things never got around to getting to the big stuff because we stopped you know they got cut short yeah i mean like it it's it's not good to have to do cocaine especially because it's illegal uh but i think that the punishment should fit the crime and like there's like, there's like jail time. It's like, Hey, you got to go to jail. You got to do this stuff. But for all of, for like the rest of society to like also just completely turn you into a pariah is wild to me. It's just, it does it. Okay. This is going to be the pain is relative thing all over again, man. It's, you know, for us, our perspective, we're so used to having these things like more or less readily available. And this kind of culture is ingrained within us while you have a, a close-knit society that's very much sheltered or sheltered themselves and so what isn't that big of a deal to us per se is a much bigger deal over there well i guess what i would say is that like we have like both japan and the united states have laws and and if you break that law you're punished by by the justice system but the difference in in the US is that you go do your time and then you're out and then everyone's like, all right, he paid his debt to society, he can go back to work, he can, you know, do this or do that. But in Japan it's like you go and you you go to jail, um, and then I mean, if he ever gets out, I don't even know how long he's in, in for, but the rest of society also punishes you. And I'm just like, I just don't think that's right. Like, I don't think that, I mean, people can do what they want, but it's just, it, it just seems like, well, why is everyone else taking that? That's like, that's like a, like a, a vigilanteism to me. You're taking the law into your own hands when we've already decided as a society, as a group, as a government, as a justice system, that this is the, this is the punishment for the crime. Coming so, from the man from Texas. Okay. <laughs> I mean, like, like I don't know about every single Texas law, but, like, what people typically do here is is they, I mean, as far as I've seen, is they, they allow the law to work, and then whenever it's done, they're like, okay. You know, okay. There's been a lot of issues with um, 
uh, taking the law in their own hands in the last uh, last little bit in Texas uh, for the last year or so. I mean, individuals, uh, but, sure, individuals are going to do crazy stuff, but and I guess yeah. like I guess a company is like that, and if they don't want to be seen, you know, that way, then then yeah, they have you know the they have the ability and I guess the right to nuke all of their own material if it contains uh, some a contaminated person. Um, so you're also talking about a society that still looks at the, um, the idea of saving face. It's very much, uh, America in the fifties where, you know, you, you know, you got to do something, uh, like, Hey, you did something wrong. You got to own up to it or else you're going to literally embarrass your family. Uh, cause it's a small town, you know, you don't want to like, Hey, you know, World War II is here. Guess what, guys? You got to go to World War II. Like, I, you got called for the draft. What are you going to do? Dodge it? Then, you know, you know how embarrassing that's going to be for the whole family? Yeah. Or, uh, yeah, so-and-so is the town drunk, and therefore their whole family gets shamed. Yes, the grandchild has no reason. Like, it's not their fault, but they're still going to be made fun of. So you're, uh, and that, so you're kind of saying that, like, the company, like, takes on that responsibility where everyone's like you let this person into your company and this is what they did and so they're like well we have to like we have to wash our hands of it we have to we have to do our own correction um rather um, than that just... and society will will do that as well because you know like once again uh when someone does something of that nature like any crim criminal corruption you know their families are going to be like you know their kids or whatever they're gonna be like yeah so-and-so's dad is a criminal you know they you know they are known for they tried robbing a place and they're going to get made fun of because of it and they're going to be hassled i mean to the lesser extent america will do that too i mean if yeah. you're found out you know even nowadays you know it's just like but the thing is they just have those older sensibilities where they actually care more because it was the uh you still have uh, more of the extended family mindset, you know, where you're still close knit while America, while uh, we've gotten more and more nuclear when it comes to the family structure. So everyone's moving away from each other. You you kind of don't care as much. And it's like, Hey, I only got to worry about myself. You know, who cares about, you know, some, something like the, the rest of the family. Uh, you know, it, it really is a different uh, mindset. Now I'm not saying it's right. Uh, what Jeff, Jeff Hannon does for like how they treat, uh, these situations, um, you know, and there's there's much better ways of rehabilitation and ways to look at things. I'm just trying to say, I'm just trying to explain kind of a little bit about what they're coming from, um, you know, because honestly, America does a lot of things really wrong with the way we correct you know, ourselves as well. Uh, there's no right answer, uh, but there's most definitely better options uh, on both sides. Yeah, uh, yeah, it is a different, it's just a different society and a different set of values um it's it's uh and and that's how they that that's how they want to do it so that's not really anything I to mean, do about it america got super angry when that kid that the u.s kid went to singapore spray painted the car and got caned you know um i mean i don't have any problem with that <laughs> like i wouldn't do like i wouldn't crawl i wouldn't jaywalk in singapore like as i think singapore is one of the places that will kill you for for drugs is that um i can't i don't remember that but i do know that i just always remember like i remember when that happened uh i was living in guam and um 
uh, my father's buddy who was a pilot uh, for an airline, he's like, Singapore, one of the cleanest places ever. And then literally the next year is when the kid got caught spray painting. And he's just like, I'm like, huh? Yeah, he's like, because he always said, like, it's clean enough to eat off the streets. Like, it was like, this is like early 90s. And he was, it was just immaculate as far as, you know, a country, you know, Southeast Asian country. And it's just like, it was, it was really amazing. Uh, I've never heard anything bad about it, really. And then, of course, America was all up in arms. Like, you can't do that to her. Like, dude, oh, you go no, to a different country, not, you follow their rules. Not this American. It, I mean, like, look, if, if whoever's listening, if you ever go to another country, you really need to think about it like you're in someone else's house because you have no rights there. You're barely human when you're in another country. You need to mind your P's and Q's. Don't break any laws, even dumb ones. Like, I, I remember when I was getting ready to go abroad to China and Japan, and I would read uh, different people's bad experiences. I would specifically look out for bad experiences that people had and read what they had to say and try to read between the lines. And almost every single time, as I was reading their own account of how they were wronged or whatever, I'm like, there's like 10 different ways that you screwed up while you were in this foreign country. Like you're in the wrong from, from jump from day one being in a foreign country. And you've got to like, know that just know that going in and don't be a tool about it. Like you're a kid spray painting a car it, from America, you're from America and you're spray painting a car in Singapore. Like, what did you think was going to happen? Like, all right, you got caned, well, bro. <laughs> like, it sounds like swift justice to me. But yeah, the, uh, we're getting far. No, afield. What, you're right. You're, you're right. talking about you're, you're talking about death penalties in other countries, though, for for drugs. Um, there's a sign. So going from uh, Cambodia back into Thailand, border crossing there. Uh, one never go by land it's always better to go by air just because it's a lot quicker uh granted i had it's been about eight years or so you know since i last did that but it was just it was a shit show there was no organization um we didn't find out until we got into cambodia from our tour guide they said hey did you pay the guys when you did, did they tell you to pay the guys when you come through and we're like oh yeah sure here he's gonna ask me he's gonna try to swindle some money from us okay so how much is it they're like no 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 you, you can't do it now when you go through the border first time and they stamp your passport, you slip them money because that way you get like an express pass out because it's going to take you forever to get out. And sure enough, it took us like three or four hours to leave uh, because like there was no real line structure. It's just cows hurt being herded through the gates. Uh, and so we were just standing there and you, you're holding your passport in your hand and you're like, uh, blue passport, American, you come here. We are going to huddle together and football our way slowly, you know, all the way to the front of the line. And here you are at like 11 in the morning, beating sun. And I'm like, I have two uh, two bottles of uh, Coke and Jack. Uh, it, it's like, you know, in my backpack right now. Fuck it. I'm going to drink both of these now. <laughs> and then by the time you get to the border, you're like, you're fucking tr like trashed. You're, you're, you're like, pre-gaming. Right, let's do this. You're pre-gaming to talk to that border guard. Yeah, that's America uh, right then, there. Yeah, but at the same time, we're, we're standing there and we're staring at the sign. And the sign says how it's, uh, you know, bringing drugs over, you know, over the border is illegal, punishable by death. We're like, okay, wait a minute. Punishable by death. That, that's a lightning bolt for a pee. 
huh <laughs> that's a lightning bolt right like they're like yeah that, that's harry potter font they literally took the harry potter font and they're using this as their marquee for the death pill like what is a you know like is a wizard gonna jump out and just murder you right there like <laughs> we we're, we're like, like yeah we're it was just such a shocking thing to see we're like oh wow all right oh, <laughs> lightning great. bolt to death and uh yeah uh so don't don't bring uh drugs across the border in southeast asia um yeah, yeah if you want to live and um, yeah that's too good <laughs> so anyways other countries have uh much harsher you know rules and so just because you're um uh you think you're famous or popular maybe you shouldn't try to do that anyway <laughs> yep <laughs> All right, next thing of news, Nick. Go. Uh, Cyberpunk. The next Cyberpunk game has been sort of announced of its existence uh, by CD Projekt Red. Uh, the game is uh, codenamed Project Orion. So it is going to be set in the Cyberpunk universe. Uh, apparently, also, they're going to make some Witcher sequels. Uh, no further word on that, but those are going to be forthcoming. So, yeah, um, that's just a little bit of news uh, about that. And, um, yeah, I don't think anybody has anything to say, really anything, anything else about it. I, I, uh, I, I guess I, I would just hope that they would make the new cyberpunk game not buggy from jump. But since they have a lot of the groundwork done, maybe it won't be. I'm... I was enjoying the anime. I made a couple episodes in and just yeah. unfortunately never got around to finishing it. I mean, but it I've heard had it's me good. interested. I've heard it's good. But anyway, besides that, uh, just going to jump right along to the next thing. Um, this is just for me. Uh, Magic the Gathering is going to have crossovers, uh, not until 2024, but they're going to have crossovers with Assassin's Creed and Final Fantasy VII. Um... Okay, I I don't know. I guess I should just be. I should not be a curmudgeonly old man, but I I don't really care about Assassin's Creed. I like Final Fantasy VII. I don't really want them in my Magic: The Gathering. Um, there's a guy named uh, with a channel with a YouTube channel called Tellurian Community College. It's probably the most popular, biggest Magic the Gathering channel. Um, and I kind of agree with him when he says that the lore for Magic the Gathering is important. Like, yeah, you play it like a poker game or like a whatever card game. And that, you know, it has to have all kinds of rules and the rules have to be fun and all that stuff. But the art on the card... And the meaning behind that is important uh, to, to, I think, in general, and at least to me and then to him. Uh, you, they used to have books, uh, like Magic the Gathering books, where they would, like, go through the lore and, like, you know, show this or that happening. And when you have all kinds of crossovers, which they are having a lot of these days, um, it kind of cheapens the lore a bit. It's like, well, how do we explain this and and that? And... Um, I, I just, I don't really need it. I, I don't really need, I don't really need it. Um, everything to be crossed over. It's cool for things to just be, 
to be what they are. And, you know, I mean, like I'm a, I'm the big near guy and near is always crossing stuff over into, you know, uh, reincarnation, which is, you know, that's a little bit different thing than like a, a mainline game. So it's a more okay. Um, but I don't know. I just like magic to me is different than like near reincarnation, but even still, I would prefer it to not just, we don't have to do crossovers all the time. We don't have to do so much. Can it just be what it is? Anyway, I'm done. Uh, magic lost me when they started doing denim walk and those, you know, speak like a pirate for the rest of the match and all this other bullcrap games. Uh, yeah, cards. It was like, that was, I don't know, that was still like late 90s. There's been some dark uh, days. Don't get me wrong. There's been some dark days on Magic. And a lot of Magic is just revisiting rules and ideas from the past. There's not a lot of, like, new stuff. They're very scared um, of uh, of uh, doing anything new or interesting. Um, they also are not as tight on how they produce the game. Like I think it was one or two sets ago. They had, they set the record for the most banned cards. Like they don't want to ban cards because that means that they put all this work into a card and then they play tested it and all this stuff came out. Everybody figured out, Hey, this card's broken and we have to, and we have to ban it. And they like had to ban like so many, uh, just like, like last year. So it's, it's, and it's been more, in the past couple of years than like the decade prior. So uh, the, there's definitely a, more of a sense of just kind of pooping it out constantly and less emphasis on quality uh, of production. So yeah, you'll, you'll, you won't hear any complaints from me on that. It's well, it's, I remember, you know, as far as crossovers go, I mean, the, there was the, uh, was it universal, um fight system i think it was ufs or something like that so they had a bunch of card game like card crossovers uh you'd have like street fighter and i think like mega man and stuff like that where theoretically it is the same it's like a it's like playing with d20 modern rules you know so essentially okay. everyone uses the same core system and you, therefore you can interchange it to a certain extent um i know there was that vice shorts or something like Schwartz uh, of in Japan where it was like any anime under the sun and a lot of video game properties were all turned into a, a short lived deck of cards and they were all playable in your hand. Uh, so if you go to any used bookstore, there's always a selection of these cards, uh, individual ones that you can like, Oh yeah, here's the one from this series that I want. You can mix, mix and match, um, you know, Dragon Ball to like Idol Master or some crap, and you you know you would be able to play them in your hand. Um, it was really neat. The artwork was really dope, uh, but at the same time, I'm like, that's just too much effort for me to care. And it's all in Japanese, so I'm not gonna bother. Yeah. Uh, in fact, that was the last time I played Magic was uh, 2001, 2002. I was a foreign exchange student. I got back into magic because a couple of kids in my class were into it yeah. and i'm like all right um so i own like uh enough for a, a deck uh you know a competent deck uh that was uh, all in japanese and i'm like this is stupid hard because here i am with a, a little electronic dictionary uh trying to figure out what how this game one is played or you know 
the internet was was okay but it was still like not every card you could find easily and so it's just like all right i'm trying to find the the u.s equivalent of this thing uh how like, how do i translate this name you know yeah uh yeah. yeah it was i had a good time it was fun yeah man magic is really good um it's it's really fun it's a really well-made game popper is great to play anyway i'm kind of getting i'm, 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 I'm kind of just getting stay away there. from the real cards and just stick with uh only the um the digital uh and, yeah and I've, yeah i've known so many people who were so happy to play magic uh on steam and it's well, just, you know, there's a couple different ways. Like there's magic online, which is pretty much, it's pretty close to how you can actually play magic, uh, uh, physically. Um, it's not complete, but you, but it is, but it is, uh, as it is like 99%. And then there's magic arena, which is probably like 95% of the rules of magic are, are encapsulated in that, but but um, that's kind of one th- cool thing about the game is that is that physically uh, in person is the only way to play uh, the true game of Magic. Uh, it still it still has to be that um, they're probably going to corner that eventually, and they are building everything toward Arena, um, and Arena is great. Arena is great to play, um, and that is where I recommend people go if they want to learn Magic because they do a pretty good job of teaching you. You're going to struggle, but, but at least you'll get the gist of it, um, pretty easily. Uh, and it does a lot of the harder stuff for you too. So anyway, let's talk about magic. Uh, I think we got one more thing. Yeah. It's just a small little, you know, little update. So the, um, uh, because you have, you just recently got the PS five and you don't have a PlayStation plus, uh, you missed out last month on the, uh, grand blue, uh, versus fighting game. Uh, but this month you got, uh, the, Hot Wheels uh, Unleashed game, which I'm actually excited about because my kid might actually be able to, uh, you know, get his attention on that one. Uh, but there's also the Injustice 2 game, which, you know, it's it's the guys who do Mortal Kombat. It's a fun game. I have the first one. I never got a chance to play the second one. And the third game that's for free is uh, Super Hot. And if you, if no one's ever played Super Hot, just play super hot it's it's a great game i love it i've beaten it way too many times it's just a simple short game that uh it just kind of it's like if you want uh, a, a quick little action fix that's not too difficult uh it's a it's a great little repeat so. um uh the hot wheels unleashed have you uh, I, I guess you haven't had a chance to fire it up yet but if you do can you let me know if that's the one i think i heard about this game that it has a really cool theme song and that apparently there's a part in it where the guy says, slap the bag, like slap the bag or something like that. I was listening to some <laughs> podcast and they were talking about how cool it was. And it was just from this freaking Hot Wheels game. Uh, so check on that and let me know about it. Sure. All right. Most definitely. But yeah, it's, I haven't had a chance to even download this one yet. They just you know became uh, the uh, free this last week. And yeah, uh, you know, like I said, I got Grand Blue right before it went, like they took it away. I was like, uh, I wanted to play that just because I heard it was a competent fighter. I mean, yeah. I don't really care much about the Grand Blue series. Uh, I tried playing the uh, the mobile game. I wasn't into it. I I watched the anime, didn't care. <laughs> it was just, you know, I was like, man, this must be really fun for someone who actually knows the series. But it really wasn't doing anything for me. Yeah, uh, man, that was. I heard. 
That, yeah, that, that that was Arc System Works. I remember when that came out. When that game came out, I didn't get a chance to buy it, but a lot of people talked about it. Said it was really good. Seems competent. Yeah. Um. It uh. It didn't have a like a lot of fighters. I don't think it had a really a very long life because they didn't really support it all that much. But it had a good short or a good small roster. I mean, Arx's Arx was coming out with uh, so many things back to back, though. That's the that was the problem is they can't really uh, stick with certain ones for too long. It's the community that kind of has to do it for you. But at the same time, it's like they were bumping out. Uh, that's around the same time they came out that Dragon Ball Z Fighters, mm. um, and that one, it, you know, that one still a lot of people still love that one. Uh, so you can't. Not every game they make can can last the test of time, right? Yeah. All right. So, all right. We're now going to move on to what we've been playing. Uh, so, yeah, you were mentioning a little bit about um, about Nier earlier. So, yeah, what 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 exactly have you been doing with Nier? Okay. So, uh, the Nier Switch port just came out uh, as we're recording. Came out yesterday um, on Thursday, the sixth, at least in the United States. And uh, I went ahead and, and picked that up. Um, so this is a little bit of a, of a news portion too. Uh, I've been reading a little bit that the port was good, that it was, some people were kind of praising it pretty hard saying, Oh, it's so great and stuff. But, um, but, uh, uh, more kind of reports saying that, you know, it's good, but it's, it's definitely not perfect. Uh, I played about an hour of it, uh, last night and I really enjoyed it. Um, it is definitely, from what from the screenshots I've seen, and I think some of the stuff that you've seen too, Joe, it's definitely making a lot of concessions, uh, pulling back a lot of um, foliage and shadows and uh, textures and stuff like that, t- in order to run on the Switch. Um, but you know that being said, 720p on a five-inch screen on my uh, Switch Lite, it looks great. It looks great. It's it's playing great. Um, it's uh, probably could be a little more. It could probably be a little more responsive. I did see somebody on Reddit uh, posting that they had severe input lag, like they'd move the controller or the 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 stick, and it would be about a second lag in movement. Um, I haven't experienced that. I don't know how many other people have experienced that, but some of it was just that guy's broken ass switch. I don't know. But, um, but overall, you know, it's very playable. I was kind of worried about it since it's an action game, um, and the small buttons yeah. of the, the big thing about that was, um, they went from 60, uh, targeting 60 frames to 30. Uh, but it, from everything I heard it, they do a good job of making it a stable 30. So it really wasn't that much of a hindrance in the grand scheme of things. Uh, you know, it's like digital foundry does a really good job breaking this down and you know to you know, explaining essentially they there's a couple things they do better um and essentially it's because you know certain technologies for um anti-aliasing are around now and so that you can actually you know make uh make a few things look good uh but at the same time it's uh you know the textures of the ground and stuff like that is a lot more more muddied on the switch version so uh but at the same time, as you mentioned, if you're looking at handheld, you're not going to be looking it up really up close at the fine details. Now, when it's projected on your TV, that's a different story. Uh, but I mean, it's for everything it is. It seems to be a very competent port. Yeah, um, I was worried about the, the kind of the small buttons 
on the Switch Lite, uh, making it hard. And I think it is a little harder. I think it is uh, a little bit more difficult to kind of get some of those um, combos and stuff off. But it's not too bad. Um, so if you're not wanting to play it on like hard or very hard, uh, then I think it will probably, probably be all right. Um, I would not, I don't know why you would buy the switch version to play on your TV. Um, because there are way better, well, not about way, but there are to me better ways to play it. Um, that are also cheaper. Uh, if you're going to play it on a TV to me, it's, it, this is a, something that this is a port that you're only going to get because you really like near and you want to support it. Uh, and, or you want to, play it uh portable on a switch um and even then i think i think you don't realize how many people just own a switch like they don't own another console they like them they like the nintendo franchises and i mean so i think that's this is there for them in the thing is i honestly didn't think it was gonna like i thought it was gonna come out like hot trash uh that's kind of what i was expecting uh but i was pleasantly surprised from everything i've seen and I'm like, hey, good on them. Um, I forgot the company who who did the port, but they've done a couple good other. Yeah, I forgot to. Uh, yeah, they did a couple other good ones. Uh, but yeah, it's just you know, certain games have really come out to really impress. Uh, Doom is one of them. Uh, they they made that one look amazing. Uh, Metro, um, uh, 2033 and Exodus came out. Yeah, and it seemed to work pretty well. Uh, the one thing they can't seem to do well is their cloud service streaming stuff. Uh, you know, that Kingdom Hearts apparently is atrocious. Uh, so not everything can be moved to a Switch, and nor should not sh- nor should everything be moved to a Switch. But, I mean, even, like, The Witcher is, for all accounts, like, pretty solid as a, uh, as a Switch version. You know, it's not the definitive version, of course, but it's, at least it's very capable. And, uh, yeah, it's... The switch is there. It fills a niche, and it's cool that people who may not have been able a chance to play uh, near, you know, actually get a chance to. So yeah, I kind of surfing Reddit. I have seen a lot of people who are like, uh, never played near, but I but I decided to get the Switch version. Just came in today. Um, so that's cool. That's that's really cool. But yeah, you're right. There's probably a lot of people out there who uh, they don't have anything. They don't have a, a anything but a Switch, not even a computer. But what I will say is, if you do have a PS4, PS5, or a decent computer, then um, uh, you can play near, uh, probably in a better situation uh, for a lot cheaper. Uh, I think uh, I picked up a copy of Near Automata at, at the local bookstore uh, for like twenty-five bucks, and then I there's I've seen the ones online for like fifteen used. So um, and then there's always the sales that they have on Steam. If you go that route, so, but still, uh, it's really cool that that this exists, and I'm gonna enjoy uh, playing it in bed right before I go to sleep. Yeah, well, um, you know, for uh, for myself, uh, I finally got around to getting some time to try to do um, uh, Saints Row multiplayer because uh, schedules have been all kinds of crazy. And a buddy of mine, we're like, all right, let's get this going. Uh, we started brand new characters. We're like, all right, let's let's try to link up. And they're playing on a PS5. I'm playing on a PS4. 
uh the first night was nightmarish uh we i think we actually got into each other's world maybe twice out of two hours of trying and it was just every which way possible uh things were going wrong uh so essentially in this in the game you can invite someone uh from in game you can send an invite out uh from the main menu or from in game you can then or join someone else's game uh and we've tried every every which way we're like okay how about you join my game from the main menu how about you join my game from in game how about i send you an invite from when you're in in game or how about i send you it from when you're in the main menu nope no oh, those those four didn't work okay now let's try the opposite way now you do the like now you know now I'll do all those things that I just told you to try to do. Uh, it just, nothing seemed to work. It was just buggy as hell. Uh, apparently one of the things we read is there's a, the EULA agreement, you know, the, yeah. uh, and so you actually have to go in the menu setting, go to EULA, scroll all the way down, and then actually hit accept. Because despite you playing and despite you being online, and we actually linked up, like you, like you haven't actually agreed to it. So that was one, something else someone said. Um, so yeah, we spent about two hours just fully trying to get this thing, get like ripping our hair out, reading, re- reading different people's posts. And they were like, all right, fine. We give up <laughs> next week. It rolls around. We finally, uh, we tried, uh, we tried again and we seemed to be more successful. Uh, it was me on the PS4 firing up my world and then having my buddy will then jump into my game. And then at least when he was sending the uh, request to join my game, it was actually finally popping up with a window saying, you know, hey, so-and-so wants to you know, join you. Do you accept? Yes. And I would say about 80% of the time we were good, uh, but we still had a number of drops and locks and just weird hiccups. So uh, we would finish some side missions and then, uh, you know, then eventually something would lock up. And we would have to, uh, or he'd get booted. We're like, all right, that's weird. And redo the mission again. And then we, we you know, be a, no, no problem at all. A uh, couple of times, story mission wise. All right, story mission, go to point A to point B. All right, we're going to point B uh, to actually kickstart this uh, second part of the mission. And we can't actually enter. It's, uh, it's just great. Like, uh, the icon is here. I'm assuming there's supposed to be a cutscene. There's nothing. I kicked my buddy from the game. Uh, I reload my game, load back in, invite him back in. You know, it's like, then it boots us in. We're like, okay, now we're working. Okay, sure. Cutscene. Make it to the end of that mission. He gets booted again. Like, flipping A, really? Uh, <laughs> so, we, like I said, about 80% of the time we were, we were okay, but still, that 20% was still annoying because that was towards the end of that actual, like, story mission. Uh, and so, yeah, we're like, all right, well, it's late now. Uh, you know, I'll play with you some other time. And like, well, I'm already like it reloaded me from the checkpoint. I'm going to go ahead and uh, finish out this mission. I went ahead and finished out the mission solo. And, and it ends like, you know, with uh, later on, it happened to be like a car chase scene. And here I am on the uh, the roof of my car with an RPG. I'm looking and it's just like uh, from the from the dialogue, I'm supposed to I guess we're supposed to be being chased. Uh, there's a. Uh, we have like a the star rating for the Los Panteros like gang, and it's just like all right. So there we're driving around in a truck, going all crazy, and everyone's making like, you know, people are uh, the drivers complaining about how this vehicle handles like a boat, and you know, it's just like they're playing this audio tape, and I'm just listening to this audio tape go while 
I assume there's supposed to be action happening. <laughs> Eventually, we get like for about a couple minutes, maybe, maybe you know three four minutes. I'm like, we're just driving around, not a single soul in sight. I'm like, okay, I think we're coming to the end of our checkpoint. I'm just gonna reload this whole thing. Maybe, uh, for some reason, just didn't respond, just spawn any enemies. All right, let me reload checkpoint. And I just get to sit through all that, you know, those couple minutes of dialogue all over again. Uh, I have here I am with an RPG, never fired a single shot because there was no one to shoot at. Um, yeah, it was weird. I was like, all right, well, I just, I guess it's just buggy as heck. All right, that mission. Uh, later on, I go to a side mission, which is uh, uh, to you said it's called riding shotgun and you're doing like a drug running thing or not drug, um, a weapons running thing. And yeah, you're, you're literally supposed to be shooting at, you know, this, those Los Penteros again. Uh, they have a couple, you know, your guys driving around all crazy, you know, comes to a checkpoint intersection. Yeah. There's a couple guys in the intersection. All right. So I'm shooting at them. They don't react <laughs> like they kind of shoot back, but they don't chase me. And then we come to another intersection. There's another group. We shoot at them. They don't chase you. And then eventually, uh just more dialogue happens like i'm assuming we're supposed to be being chased right now but no one's chasing us uh we hit a ramp go in the air and we don't quite land on the road we land to the side of the road and then we kind of get stuck behind a sign like an actual mm. road sign I'm like okay uh at this point i looked at my weapons and realized there's a lot of individual uh, unlocks for each weapon like it's like some guns are like shoot out so many tires or shoot use this gun on this particular uh, enemy so many times and one was like uh, something ridiculous, like shoot like 100,000 bullets or something like that. I'm like, okay. Uh, so it was a submachine gun. I was just firing into the, you know, firing at the cars in the in the, in the road. No, no one's really doing much of anything. They're just kind of, you know, taking it. And then it's like about 3,000 bullets later. <laughs> uh, I'm like, I'm shooting the sign that we're stuck on. I'm shooting the car that I'm on. Nothing's happening. So I'm like, well, I guess I have to reload because I'm literally stuck. I can't move this game forward. Uh, reloaded the whole thing again. And sure enough, same thing. No one's chasing us. Only a couple roadblocks for some people that we go around without a problem. And this time we we finish the mission. We, we, instead of landing in, the, in front of that sign, we actually land on the road from this jump and make it like 10 feet further. And then the mission ended. So I was like, you've got to be kidding me. We were right there when the game you know, stopped. And... So yeah, the uh, my takeaway is uh, I'm actually having fun with the game, but it's most definitely like not meant for the PS4. Uh, it's yeah. it's you know it should have maybe not even come out on the PS4 as an option if you're going to be missing uh, key combat scenes. You know, in my opinion. So yeah, it sounds like a lot of the problems are stemming from the multiplayer, uh, but yeah. It, it sounds like it's it's kind of just broken on on PS4. It's just not really uh, there's not enough juice there. But I mean, I, I had fun playing it as much as I did about ten fifteen hours, maybe more than that uh, on PS5. Um, everything ran pretty smoothly. I had a couple. I had to do a reload like once or twice, but otherwise um, it was it was it was pretty good. Dumb fun. I enjoyed it. Well, I told you how I like to have. Uh celebrities as the person i'm pay playing as because yeah. then i'm just using my own headcanon of ex uh, so-and-so actor actor or actress yep and so luckily my significant other decided because uh, I, I voiced my complaint about not being able to play um jason statham because there was no uh cockney accent or nothing like that uh, for a male but there's a female one 
So uh, they went ahead and made me uh, Helen Mirren. Uh, so All right. I'm like a younger Helen Mirren. I'm like, yeah, okay, I totally do that because That's cool. you know they have a female UK accent. So I'm like, sweet, this works. <laughs> I can most definitely, you know, uh, burn the city to the ground playing as her. <laughs> yeah, Helen Mirren is clutch. That's cool. All right, man. That's, so, that's yeah. pretty cool. Uh, all right. Uh, now, uh, do you need to take a break? I'm good. I'm good to power through. All right. Sweet. All right. Now we're going to go into what we've been watching. Um, so I've been talking a bit, but uh, was there anything you wanted to uh, take away right away for anything you've been watching? Uh, I think I meant to kind of bring this up in news, but uh, the Super Mario <laughs> Bros. trailer just came out. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just kind of watching that. I was like, oh, I should have known it was just going to be a kid's movie. Eh, it's fine. I mean, it's got, it's done by illumination, <laughs> right? The guys who do the minions. So yeah, I, I, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but another thing that's kind of related to that, uh, also in news is Nintendo did just buy a studio and they're going to make their own movie like Nintendo films or movie studio or something like that. But, um, so I guess they're going to do a lot more, but I don't know. Um, watching that trailer, uh, it, uh, I don't know. I was just like, man, I wish this could have been just a little bit less of a, just a kid's movie. Um, I did see a tweet. Somebody said that at New York comic con, when it aired that like nobody made any kind of cheering or anything whenever Mario came on screen or spoke and then but everybody cheered a lot whenever bowser came on screen and whenever luigi came on screen for like a split second um so i think that uh that kind of goes uh to show what people kind of think about it so far um also they make mario look like a keebler elf or something like that they he has these like really like lawn gnome cheeks and like features um I, I don't know. They, Bowser was Bowser. Uh, I really don't care. It was just, it was very lackluster. Um, and then I watching the uh, man. We should have put all this in news. Uh, I totally can't believe I totally forgot about all this. Watching the <laughs> Nintendo. I won't talk too much, too much longer. Then watching the Nintendo Direct on this. Chris Pratt has a pre-recorded message where he comes on. Looks like he's in his living room or something recording. And he just seems like he is just being paid to say that he played Mario a bit as a kid and now he's the voice and he's like so glad to be the voice. And it just comes off the most like I'm paid to be here. I, I'm a big, I'm a big, I'm a severe fan. I'm a severe fan of Mario. That's, just the way that it comes off, and I just like, man. At least the lady I did notice. Go, go ahead. No? Oh no, I just I I, I laughed to myself because I noticed they had to change the "Here We Go" to "Here We Come." Why? Because that's Charles Martinet's line of Mario, like "Here We Go." Uh... And so he's like, uh, in the trailer, he's I forget which lo he's like he says whatever place, so he goes "Here We Come," and I'm like, that's unneeded <laughs> yeah anyway i was just gonna say like at least the lady the lady that's gonna be in the the assassin's creed game uh the big time actress that they have playing the side character in that 
you know, she sat down at a studio. She had good light. She talked like directly into the camera the whole time. It was scripted and stuff, but she like put her best acting foot forward. And this like Chris Pratt thing was just him going like, was like, yeah, I played Mario as a kid. I really liked it. I'm just really glad to, really glad to play Mario. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it for you guys. I'm going to act and use my voice to play Mario. And it's like, okay. But anyway, um, that I saw Thor 11 Thunder. It sucked. And uh, anyway, uh, ready. That's all I got to say. What do you have to say, Joe? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, you, you, com- you complained to me a little bit earlier about how much you didn't like uh uh, Thor. So we're. I won't make you relive that again. Uh, the takeaway is just just pass that one by. Okay. Uh, lucky for me, I haven't come across any of the Marvel stuff since um, Hawkeye. That was the last thing I watched, and I'm probably gonna keep it that way for a while because now I feel like I've gone too far behind and I can't keep up. Just, so, uh, but yeah. what I have been watching is um, Ya Boy Kong Min. Uh, they finally started dubbing that one. And so I just finished uh, episode three. What do you think of uh, of the songs, or do they change the songs in the dub? Uh, no, they those are still the original. So like <laughs> they have the uh, uh, them speaking in English with the Asian accent. Uh, and uh, it, <laughs> both songs they're good. They're good. They're good, except for the the English is not is i don't know is not great but uh, it is what it is man it's just it having lived overseas enough it's just i used to make that joke about um j-pop all the time too it's just like it'll be i'm like it, it would be so i'm like especially i don't know in the late 90s uh they would say random words uh just like i'm gonna throw in you know just this like for no reason at all other than to have english in here and be like I'm just gonna throw in hello. So they they throw in a hello in there because it's in English or like an I love you because those are the few words that they can say confidently enough. Um, and yeah, so I'm like, you know how weird it would be? And I, I'd say this to my adult students. I'm like, so if we're singing an English song and out of nowhere, we just be like, you know, uh, like how or something like that. You're like, I'm hungry or something, you know, it's just like it, it wouldn't work, right? <laughs> or, you know, um, like, I you know, like I love you in general. Like they just, it would be so weird to hear some, some like in sync or something like that. Say just spout off one random Japanese word mid song. Now that's how it feels for us Japanese all, all the way through. Then also just out well, of nowhere, you just throw an English word in our face. Well, I mean, I guess I shouldn't say like English because I don't remember too clearly. But uh, the the actual words in the songs were more or less okay. Some stuff was a little bit wonky. But it was sort of the accent of um Oh no, it's heavily accented, yeah. It's um yeah. which actually we'll go into a little bit later. Like they do this with um another anime that I'll just jump ahead to, the Emissary of Shadows. Uh it's that one uh I've been reading for years. And uh I I like it. It's a dumb read, it's fun. Uh but in the in this Japanese um uh you know, subtitled version he does say some stuff in English and the stuff he says is very, 
uh very awkward because he's like i need the power you know <laughs> in english and then everything else is in japanese um uh is that the is that the eminence of shadow or the the essence of shadow or is uh, they different uh eminence um so it's uh i think it, uh, it's essentially the episode one that has come out uh does a reworking of uh, it's an isekai anime. Mm -hmm. They do a little bit of backstory behind it. Okay. Uh, the backstory in the comic is like three pages long. Like literally, you, you three pages and then he's isekai This one they dedicate almost the full episode to. Oh, wow. Uh, and so they, uh, they take some liberties, which I understand why they would do it for anime. I really wish they didn't because what made it so great is essentially it's... Um, a guy who loved the idea of being a superhero trains himself to become as as uh, tough as possible and realizes that he will never be strong enough to fight off a nuke uh and <laughs> so magic is the key so now he's trying to unlock magic okay. uh and so when you see him walking in the school he has a normal head but he has the beefy body of like three times the size of proportional to his head so there's big big chunky meat man with a little tiny book in front of his hands um, and that is the main character uh they make him very much a pretty boy uh in uh yeah in this and it was, it's funny but it's 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 not necessary at all because he's isekai and they they do a great spoof ending like they, they throw credits about two-thirds through and then uh th then they roll into the uh th the rest of the episode yeah 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 it's i have high hopes for it only because it is so dumb and i love the series uh it's all about a do you when i say chunibyo do you know what that do you know what i mean no i've not okay. heard that word you, you, you still need us to learn a lot about anime uh <laughs> still young in the uh, ways of the anime so uh chunibyo is uh like roughly equates to middle school syndrome uh, uh chuni uh okay yeah so you know so you. that's the the idea is when you're a young kid and you pretend to be something like uh you know so every like any kid who liked street fighter growing up at one point or another you kind of try to pretend to throw a fireball um yep. or you know same with dragon ball z or something like that you know uh so imagine taking that to the absurd level uh and like uh you know the cringe factor uh and so essentially that's what this kid is he he's a larper uh, yeah kind of single player larper uh <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty so, sad but yeah yeah i mean uh and that's the he gets he i'll spoil the uh the comic for you because he get he, he gets isekai'd because he's trying to do magic in the woods and he's he runs he just full-on runs through the woods he pops out and i'm pretty sure he's just in his boxers and he just gets creamed by a truck truckoon strikes again and that's how he gets isekai uh <laughs> and he lives his whole new life in a world of magic and fantasy and he's like now I can have my like I can have my power fantasy. So I'm gonna go ahead and hunt bad guys. And I'm gonna do all this stuff. And he's just like, but everything he does is on the Chuni level. He's like, you know, he's like, I'm gonna be in the shadows who hunt the shadow. Like he, it's just nonsense all the way through, and it's wonderful. It is just great stupid stuff. He he starts saving people. And he's like, you should join my team essentially. And they're like, 
you know, he's like, oh, well, what are we like? We have to fight the evil. Well, what's the evil? And he's like, he pretty much like starts making up a thing. And then all of a sudden, everything he makes up starts to become true. And it's just like, yeah, there's an evil organization. And sure enough, there's actually an evil organization. Uh, and so in his brain, he's just like, these people are just playing along with me. And it's just like, no, no, there, there's an actual real structure and he, he forms a real like company but in his brain he's like oh no these only these, these are the couple people yeah they follow me and then we're all kind of like doing this thing but uh they're really you know it's like it's like uh they give him all the credit he's like yeah obviously i'm here for that for you know i'm here for my own reasons he's like oh you must have already figured out this that the other thing and he's just like yes <laughs> yeah for sure <laughs> So no, it's it's such a stupid show, but and so I'm really looking forward to it because it's great. Um, uh, yeah. I, I, now that I've now that I've said really high good things about it, it's probably going to take. But you know, <laughs> yeah, you probably jinxed it. You probably jinxed it. But like, <laughs> it's fine. I, as far as uh, uh, your boy coming, uh, you enjoying that? How far did you get in that one? I yeah, got, I was going to ask. How... I think I finished episode four, and I kind of okay. I kind of do did want to go back to it, um, but some other stuff came along that was that was good so yeah i mean uh it's it's funny it's funny the way that they make everything in this totally alien world to him uh, a strategy a, a battle of strategy and it's 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 funny and fun the way that they the way they do that yeah i actually like the club the nightclub owner yeah uh, yeah. Uh yeah. Is, so I finished episode like, three. Uh we'll the, she did the outdoor venue. Yeah. And no, it's uh it's entertaining. It's it's a good watch. There's um you know, it's there's nothing really bad about it because it's just it's lighthearted. It's it's a fun thing to just enjoy. Um I would be curious and, as to who they got and what kind of voice they have for 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 Kon Ming, because in in the Japanese version his voice is is pretty spot on. I don't know. It's it's like that's exactly what you would expect. Um, so I need to I, check I that enjoy out. His, I enjoy his English voice. I don't recognize him off the top of my head for anything else. But at the same time, uh, you know, it's just I don't, you know, not saying that person isn't in a lot of other popular things. It's just like I couldn't instantly be like, oh, yeah, that's totally which is probably better for me mm -hmm. that I'm not thinking of a different character while looking at that person. Because that does happen. There's only so many voice talents to go around, and if you recognize, uh, something, you know, all you can ever see is that character. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Yeah, it's too. It's uh, everything starts to blend together. All right. Uh, I've also been watching um, Call of the Night. Okay. I mentioned this before, I think, and I can't remember to what extent because I think I just started watching it. Uh, the the music in that is just stellar. I really, really like it um it's one of those things that not only like i i enjoy it, the the opening theme song is fun the ending theme song is like is is really great it's done by um uh crazy nuts okay uh, and it's a japanese rap group uh, it's one it's one it's one vocalist and a his dj yeah uh, who does the mixing and then there's uh, uh just the sound design like the, the music they have playing in the background the vibe they got going on it's very it's a very different anime. It's just because everything's very quiet and like there's a lot of isolation. Okay. Uh, they're going through the uh, city streets and you don't see anyone. 
you end up seeing the uh, the color palette they choose for everything in the background. It's it's very much I don't know. I'm just it's vibing with me really well. I'm loving the crap out of it. This uh, is one that I that caught my eye for some reason. I did I did want to watch it. Um, I didn't I don't know anything about it. I didn't see any trailers or anything, but I just saw the cover and I was like, it looks like it might be kind of cool. Um, so you're saying it's pretty good. I like it a lot. Okay. Uh, I really do. I I look forward to it. Um, you know, it's uh, it's it's funny. It's a lot of dialogue because it's you know because there's not a lot of going on around, uh, and it's very much like has that isolated feeling. Uh, it's very much carried by what's being said, and it's funny. It's it's enjoyable. Uh, yeah, I just, but like I said, it's ever. I'll just listen. I'm like whatever music beat they got going on, or they'll have like a tone. You know, like I'm like yeah, that's. But I also really like that kind of stuff in the background. So most people may not even pay attention to it. But for me, I picked up on it right away. And I'm like, yeah, this is good. Like this scene or whatever, they they got this, you know, pretty, pretty, you know, got my mind in the right mood, I guess. Uh, so totally enjoying that. Uh, so is my spouse. And uh, the art is a lot of fun. Uh, it's the same. I, I think I mentioned before, I think it's the same art. Uh, from uh, Dagashi Gashi, mm -hmm. which is just an anime about uh, a, a kid who owns his family owns a little snack shop in the middle of nowhere, and a um, for some reason a corporate like essentially it's like a chocolate or a candy tycoon daughter comes by to uh, talk to the father who owns the joint because he's apparently used to be in the industry. And all they do is talk about snacks and the different ways they eat snacks. So if you need a, a tutorial on Japanese snacks, Dagashi uh, Gashi is a really good one. From everything from like Umaibo to like the ice creams and stuff like that. It's it's a fun uh, little slice of life and a good educational tutorial about Japanese snacks. Nice. Um, so yeah, totally worth it. But it's the same art style, I'm pretty sure. Um, I, and yeah, I, it's a solid one for me. Uh, another one that I've been watching is the uh, the Is It Wrong to Pick Up Girls in a Dungeon? Uh, season 4 just started getting dubbed. And that one's a fun one. It's, uh, I don't know, it, essentially it's, the concept is the gods all come to Earth. And when I say the gods, I mean all of gods. Uh, it doesn't matter what, like, what religion, what era, like all the gods have essentially descended, or at least uh, a, a large portion of them from uh you know, covering all sorts of pantheons and uh, people essentially uh, team up with the god of their choice. They get, and they are, this is a world of fantasy and magic and there's a giant tower, uh, you know, dungeon. And so they literally just start clearing levels and that is their goal. And so they create, um, you know, whoever, whatever god they're backing up, that's their family. And yeah, it's, it's just, it, you know, it's a lot of RPG and fantasy-based elements, but the it's one of those things that like I never expected it to get like a season two. I'm like, oh, cool, season two, nice, and then it just keeps on going. I'm like, yeah, you know, that's um, the the main character is fun enough, and all the side characters are plenty interesting. Uh, it's not like I wouldn't say it's award-winning, but it is a. I don't think I've wasted my time with it, and I'm glad that for, season four is out. Yeah, I think it's pretty. Uh, so, I think it's pretty popular uh it's uh it got a lot of fans and stuff like that and it's just sort of a a weird little take on it i haven't had a chance to get into it so season four i don't know if i ever will there's a lot of other stuff to, to jump on on with so uh, but i'm glad you're enjoying it that's that's pretty cool 
Yeah. Um, the, uh, you know, I mean, I think it was a season four of Overlord, you know, also out now. So uh, still recommending that one highly, uh, you know, and then the last one is um, uh, just finished uh, a weird, a weird and silly one. It's just uh, life with an ordinary guy who reincarnated into a total fantasy knockout. Um, yeah, it's so essentially two guys, uh, old childhood friends in our world more or less they get isekai'd by a god a goddess and during a drunken rant uh one of the guys was just you know they were at a mixer and he's just like he's like you know girls are all stupid like i want to be a girl and i want to be a blonde and this and that and it's like i want to be you know like irresistible and so the goddess is like all right cool i'll grant you your wish now you're going to my world and you're gonna fight the demon lord <laughs> uh, uh yeah so it's essentially uh the buddy's like the buddy's like yeah he's the serious type he's like i i can't fall for her because that's a dude (laughs) the brain is still a dude (laughs) so it's just really funny it's uh it's just a comedy and it's very simple but uh it was enjoyable gender bender Uh, comedy yeah yeah uh they just finished that one up and you know like you know that was that was all right i uh I felt like that was a, also just a pure, just decent comedy. Is that um, is that his first season? Yeah, that's okay. and I don't know. I wouldn't. I would be surprised if it got another season. Um, I think it's fine just ending it where it is. It's just like it, you know. Uh, there is more story to tell, hands down. But it was, it was never anything too serious in my opinion. It was just yeah. you're watching it for the sake of watching it. Like, uh, it really goes nowhere per se. Uh, so if you want something with more story, more like, you know, or like more gravitas, I'm like, no, no, dude, this is just, it's nice background stuff. It's, uh, but it's, it's an not, enjoyable watch, but it's nothing like, oh yeah, you, you need gotta to watch see the this. end, every drop of story. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. No. All right. Well, that's really it on my front. Uh, like a lot of anime, uh, no movies though. Uh, there's, uh, I was told by a coworker that I should watch, uh, was at the um, Midnight in Soho, so that's it's Edgar Wright, uh, guy who does Baby Driver, um, and the uh, Cornetto trilogy, the Hot Fuzz, Shaun of the Dead, okay. World's End. Okay. You know, so, uh, so I'm curious about that one. It's supposed to be kind of a psychological horror, okay. and so it's like a buddy uh, work really recommended that. So I was like, all right, I'll, I'll try to give that a shot. I got a couple days off. Uh, coming up soon so i'm gonna go ahead and maybe get around to actually watching a movie for a change uh, yeah dude movies yeah. are so hard to watch like i even now i'll watch a movie in probably about four or five pieces um i just unless it's really good and i'm like dang this is so good but otherwise it's really hard to sit down and watch a whole dang movie yeah for sure i mean since i have a couple days i've taken off i was like oh man I could go to the theater. I don't remember the last time I went to the theater. I'm like, what's even playing in the theater? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's stuff that's going to be playing, but yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. Um, I don't know, All man. Right. It's, it's expensive. <laughs> so, it's expensive to go to the theater and I got good popcorn and Dr. Pepper at home. That's reasonably cheap, but yeah, you have fun though. And let me know how it goes. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll probably come back with a story, too, to tell next week. And, um, yeah, before I head out, I would like to um, 
a shout out to uh, a different buddy, Nick, who he just had his birthday uh, last week. So happy birthday, Nick. Happy birthday. And uh, happy birthday to uh, my spouse. Her birthday is coming up. So, uh, yeah, I actually everyone, almost all my friends have uh, November birthday, uh, November and October birthdays. It's crazy how many people around this time of year. Um, yeah, you're one of the only people that I know has a summer birthday. So. Uh, yeah i mean like uh both <laughs> both uh well my mom has a birthday um in uh two days um well so, happy birthday to your mom happy birthday to my mom uh some other people around this yeah. time too wow well all right guys thanks for uh making it to the end uh shout out to any of you guys out there who are having birthdays in october and yeah you know until next time take it easy See you around.